Hello and welcome to the Eternity Project podcast. Eternity Project is a UK-based Catholic ministry sharing the teaching of St. John Paul II's Theology of the Body. We really believe that this teaching can change hearts, lives, families and even society as a whole. Today we're going to be investigating Jesus' reference to the beginning in the Gospel. Also looking at the book of Genesis and seeing what meaning that has for us today. But first, our special thanks go to our friends over at One Hope Project for sharing the gift of their music with us. Our intro track is taken from the title track of their second album, Life in Colour. One Hope Project is a creative collective encouraging fresh expressions of worship in the Catholic Church. If you'd like to hear more of their work, head over to onehopeproject.co.uk. Let's get into today's episode. Fab. So today we're going to be starting off by looking at the first few audiences of the original text of Theology of the Body. So last time, Matt, I know that you talked us through the two sections of Theology of the mm-hmm. Body. So the first one being uh, the words of Christ and the second one being the sacrament of marriage. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Fab. So starting off with this first section, so the words of Christ. And John Paul II actually begins the very first audience by raising the question, what is meant by the beginning? So he's talking about the words of Christ specifically in the middle of Matthew's gospel. So we're looking at Matthew chapter 19 verses 3 to 8. And this is where Christ is being challenged on um, on the idea of divorce. So he starts by quoting Genesis um, and he says, Have you not read from the beginning, the creator created the male and female and said, For this reason, a man will leave his father and his mother and unite with his wife, and the two will be one flesh. So he's directly quoting from the beginning of, of mm. Genesis. And then when he's challenged again on, um, but what about divorce? So, you know, this says that man and woman will be united to each other, but we have divorce. So that's the polar opposite. His challenge to them, to the people challenging him, is um, from the beginning, it was not so. So he says, because of the hardness of your heart, Moses allowed you to divorce your wives. But from the beginning, it was not so. So the question that John Paul is is really getting at here is what what does he mean by from the beginning, it was not so? So if he's saying, okay, that the way that we live our lives at the moment is not what was originally intended when God created us, man and woman, then let's have a think about what he did intend when he created us that way. Mm. So given that he's thrown us back into the book of Genesis, I guess... The question that this will always bring up for me is, you know, how seriously are we supposed to take Genesis? How literally are we supposed to take it? Mm. So, so many people have so many different opinions on this, don't they? You know, lots of people will think it's a metaphor. Lots of people say it's, you know, hard and fast truth and we're supposed to take it 100% literally. Mm. Um, And I guess, you know, I'm I'm never fully sure on where I sit on that. You know, what what do you think about that, Matt? Yeah, so the church has um, a lot to say about that. I'll try and condense it into a, a little little <laughs> nugget. Thanks. So the Catechism uh, the Catholic Church, CCC section 337, teaches us, and, and obviously the scripture itself tells us that God created the world, and it tells us that there are a number of key truths that go along with this. However, the Catechism says that this uh, these truths are presented in, uh, in symbolic and figurative language. Right. St. Augustine, for example, he, he discusses this. He, he writes, he's written a whole um, 
thing on on um, on how to interpret Genesis. I forget the exact title of it, but it's something along the lines of how to interpret Genesis. Uh, and he says that there is uh, a difference between the Genesis creation days. You know, it says in the you know uh, evening came and morning came uh, the the sixth day, the seventh day, mm-hmm. uh, all that as we read the text of Genesis. And Saint Augustine says there is a difference between those kind of days and the kind of day that we are familiar with. So and is he so, saying that it, it's not literally a day as in 24 hours? Exactly, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. So in, briefly, we can kind of say that Genesis is teaching us that there are important historical truths, some of which we, we can we can think of, for example, God created the world and everything mm-hmm. within it. Um, God created us, human beings, that we have original parents and that there was some kind of primordial event that broke our relationship with God, what we might call the fall. So I guess um, we're talking here about the apple. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. So yeah, Genesis obviously talks about yeah, it actually talks about the fruit. I don't think it mentions an apple specifically. Oh, really? yeah. oh that's really interesting. Actually, I've never noticed that. Yeah. But um but the important thing to note is when we read Genesis, there are certain important truths which we're going to unpack as we go throughout this uh, investigation of theology of the body, but it's presented in figur- figurative and symbolic language. Okay, so mm-hmm. not everything in there we might take completely 100% literally, but we should take it very seriously. Right. To, to read more about that, you want to look at the encyclical called Humanae Generis. Uh, I forget who wrote that. I think it was Pius... No, Pius something. One of the Piuses. That's where our uh, good friend Google comes in. 1958, I believe, or 1950s. Good around that time, around that time, someone will someone will google it and find out <laughs> someone will prove you wrong <laughs> um but anyway let's let's um investigate some of that language and see what john paul has to say right so if we step away from theology body for a moment actually and look i mean john paul is talking about genesis so we may as well also look at genesis so when we look at the, the very first two chapters of genesis this is the creation story as we know it you know we've been hearing about this ever since we were kids and we think about you know on, on x day god created this and on the next day god created this so we know that the the kind of pinnacle of that is that God created humans. The final thing that God created was Adam and Eve, basically. But what Genesis gives us is actually not one, but two accounts of that creation. And this is a really important distinction because both of those accounts tell us very specific and very unique things about that moment of creation of man and that moment of creation of woman. Mm. So if we start with the first account, so this is in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 says, So God created humankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So in this account, actually, if if we read sort of around that, generally the, the first account of creation is referring to God as Yahweh. So the image that we get of God is very much kind of a creator it's it's about his authority and his dominion over the things that he's creating and his power to create i suppose as well so it's not specifically talking about his relationship with those things that he's created it's talking about you know this amazing power that he has to form that creation so if we think about that in in him creating humans what it tells us there is that humans were created in the image of god So as all of his creatures, all of his kind of the products of his work over these six figurative days, as they go, humans are the one thing where it specifies that he created them in his image. So, you know, the the thing there is that it's so different from the other six days. 
and again it reinforces when it's he says on each of those six days he looked back and said that what he created was good but when he looks at humans he said it's very good so he's telling us right from the beginning that there is something different about humans than there is about the rest of creation Mm. and if we take that back to kind of john paul's perception of this he says in his second audience i believe yeah his second audience in chapter four he says man can neither be understood nor explained in his full depth with the categories taken from the world so if we think you know everything that was created in the days leading up to the creation of humans is kind of the categories of the world so we think land sea sky nature animals but none of our descriptions or none of our understanding of those things can kind of do justice to what humans are in in the midst of that so we're already seeing here that you know as humans and this this is probably a phrase that we've heard a million times um in sort of christian spheres but we're kind of called to be in the world but not of it so god has created us and placed us within this natural world that he's built but there is something about us that is not supposed to to just toe the line and to just be a part of that but we're supposed to bring something more um or we do bring something more in Mm. in who we are in our being to that creation that he's been building up but i guess that you know where this particular account falls short is that it it sets us up with that understanding that something makes us different but it doesn't go on to say what is that that makes us different and and guess this is where we have to start looking elsewhere at other parts of the text as Mm. well yeah so we, we have this understanding that there is an extra depth to us as human beings but it's only when we get into the second creation account that we start to unpack that a little bit more you know in in the first creation account he does talk about how how we're created in god's image and likeness but uh, in that second creation account we hear a lot more john paul interestingly also points out that it's actually the second creation account that was written first Mm -hmm. um from yeah so he, he calls it the kind of the more mature understanding I believe. Um, I believe those are the words he used that yeah. the second creation account was the mature one. So the second creation <laughs> account being Genesis chapter two, right? It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so when we when we read that text, John Paul points out for us that God is referred to as Elohim um, in the in the Hebrew, which is a much more intimate name for God. Um, this is the God who breathes his divine life into the lungs of Adam. It's uh, in this text that John Paul points out tells us some more of those essential truths that we mentioned earlier we're going to unpack just one little part of that right now uh, but in the coming weeks we're going to go into that in more depth Esther do you want to tell us a little bit more about that yeah so I mean I think it's it's really key what you said there about Elohim being the god that breathed life Mm. into to Adam so this idea of god if we think about Yahweh in chapter one and then Elohim in chapter two that they're the same god they're the very Mm. same god the one true god but they're different descriptions of him or different Mm. aspects to his being so that first one being the authority as creator the power as creator and then the second one being that real relational person Mm. um who breathes life into us so that gives us the ability to interact with him and to be in relationship with god And, and and this is something that rings true for us even now you know as christians we're called to have that personal interactive relationship with god and in this second account of creation you know we really see that creation of man in much more depth so man created from the dust 
and woman taken from man and we have this this amazing mm. you know such a famous line bone of my bones flesh of my flesh and then what immediately follows that so going through chapter two and into chapter three is the fall of man so actually this kind of snapshot that we get of the beginning mm. is really short it's literally two chapters of the entire bible but there's so much you know wealth and depth of insight in these two chapters into what was it that the rest of the bible should have been you know creation mm. should have been before that fall of man you know that line though is, is so key bone of my bones flesh of my flesh when we're thinking about the i suppose the extension of god's creation of man into the creation of woman so not just not just one being but two i suppose two types doesn't seem to do it justice it doesn't seem enough but mm two persons of the same creation mm. and he does allude to it in chapter one where he talks about male and female he created them but we see here that real difference and complementarity of man and woman and this real sort of relief of adam you know he's for so long been the only one with that something different about him and then to have eve to have the woman that is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh he, he even says you know at last finally someone who i can relate to and, and who relates to god in the same way that i do as well mm. yeah but when we when we hear that phrase it's a bit it, of a strange one it is a bit of a strange one and and i think i don't know i've read it before and i've been kind of underwhelmed i'm like adam you know you've just been given your wife and and like <laughs> you know is that what you've got to say this slightly odd confusing turn of phrase it's not it's not like I don't know. I mean, if if when I met you, I I was like, hmm. <laughs> wow. Hmm. I mean, that's bone not that's of my not, bone, yeah. flesh of my flesh. <laughs> but right, I, I, and and this is actually it's actually a really exciting phrase. Um, it's it's really really interesting when you get into it. So 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 get this in the Semitic language in the Hebrew language, they don't have a way of saying best or most they don't have that kind of those those kind of adjectives and so they have two ways of of saying something is the best they have either a prepositional phrase so bone of my bones the bone is before the bone in the, in that in that sentence bone of my bones flesh of my flesh or they repeat something three times think of uh, the book of Isaiah Isaiah has his vision of the of the sanctuary of God and the angels are singing holy 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 wow so I mean we say that in mass don't we yeah every so, time so when Adam sees Eve and he says bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh or when the angels are singing of God holy 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 they're not just he's, he's not just saying wow she's beautiful or, or wow God is holy and it's um, not just biological either. So we're thinking like yeah. she's been created by having Adam's rib taken, so mm. bone, flesh. Yeah. But it's more than that biology too. So, so he is saying she is the most beautiful part of humanity, of creation in in, in, in this way. We are wow. saying when we say, we go to mass, we sing holy, 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 sanctus, sanctus, sanctus. We're mm -hmm. saying that God is the holiest. And so it's 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 so much more than, than we might understand. Uh, I, I read about this. It's a really amazing book, particularly for for the men, called uh, "Behold the Man" by uh, Deacon uh, Harold Burke Sivers. De definitely recommend checking that out. It's, it's more than uh, yeah, um, than 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 just um, theology of the body. Uh, it's a little bit of an extension, but it's really really good, and he really knows his stuff. So definitely check that out. We can pop that on the recommendations yeah. on the uh, on the on show the website. notes as well. Yeah. 
yeah yeah so let's um that, that, i mean that, that, that's just an, an amazing phrase um, yeah what? that's so cool so mm. you know when, when christ appeals to the beginning so when he's saying in the beginning it was not so he is saying that there's something more mm. you know he's saying yes we have the consequences of sin which we're going to come on to next time um in the next couple of podcasts but that's not how we were created and that's not how mm. god sees us um so what we're going to be unpacking in the next few audiences is you know what happened to that mm. to that original image of humanity um and what do we still have of it because it can't be the case that in the beginning it wasn't so and now it's this way because otherwise it you know in matthew chapter 19 there'd be no point in jesus referencing that otherwise why did jesus come you know if, if there was no chance of salvation if it was just in the beginning it wasn't so but now it's a different way mm. then what was the point in him being there by him you know it's really exciting and encouraging actually that jesus is saying in the beginning it was not so but listen i've got more to tell you basically you know mm. there there is more to this we can get that image back um and there are ways that we can live out aspects of it even even now so for now what we want to do is basically just leave you with the question of what does it mean to you to be in the world but not of it so taking into account our kind of distinctiveness as being created in God's image as being that bit different from the rest of creation yeah you know it's such a kind of a cliche phrase but I think it's definitely one that that we would all benefit from taking to prayer and, and really seeing you know what is it that God has to say to each of us on you know what does he mean by mm. his call to us to be in the world but not of it Thanks so much for listening. We really hope that you enjoyed episode two of the Eternity Project podcast. Don't forget to head over to our website, eternityproject.co.uk, where you can sign up to receive updates on all of our new content, including podcasts, blog posts, and other spiritual reflections on theology of the body. Please also consider giving us a five-star review on whatever podcast app you use and sharing our work with your friends and family. Spread the word. We'll see you next time.